Welcome, guys, to the You Need to Hear This Is podcast. I am 50% of your co-host, Fly Girl PW. What's up, Carrie? Good morning, Fly. Uh, everything's up. So I am really excited to be here and just glad to be back on the platform with our sisters and friends and loved ones and you, my lady. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You said everything's up, but the temperature's not up because in India it is cold. Oh, well, everything but the weather. <laughs> You're right. We hope that everyone, wherever you are in the world, had a really productive uh, week mm-hmm. and that you're enjoying your selfish Saturday. And I'm going to be posting after this episode of what we're focusing on this week for the selfish Saturday. So, Stay tuned for that. But this week, Perry mentioned we're going to be talking about something really important, a very important topic. Not that the other ones haven't been, because they have been. But what are we going to focus on this week, Perry? Well, this week, Fly and Sis, we are going to be focusing on emotional incarceration. And it's our uh, episode that is a sister to our self-identity crisis. And, you know, we are experts at being women. We are experts of being sisters and mothers. And we're experts of being human. So we just want to share things that we are um, living through, right? We just want to share this with you. So we're here to put our big girl panties on and acknowledge some of the things that we do to ourselves that prevents us from living our most authentic life. If I live my most authentic life, guess what it does? It empowers you. If you live your most authentic life, guess what? It empowers me. What do you think about that? Yeah, I I agree, especially when we want to include, not exclude, the LGBTQIA plus community. So we wanna make sure that those of you who identify as not she, or her, but as some other pronoun feels included in this conversation. And so when we talk about emotional incarceration, we don't necessarily mean that literally, but figuratively, right? Mm-hmm. Because like you can be free to walk and roam the earth, mm-hmm. but still feel like we're incarcerated or behind bars where our emotions are concerned. When I looked up emotional incarceration, difference is we're willing to constantly try to break down those walls whereas men don't always do that we have someone joining the room and it's going to be miss barry welcome barry welcome to you need to hear this sis so glad to have you Guys, we got Barry joining in on the conversation of emotional incarceration. Fly, um, just to continue on that definition of what we typically think about incarceration, of how we automatically think of men. A lot of times it's women who are putting that out there, and men don't know how to express emotions. Uh, Hear the word incarceration, the first thing that I was thinking of has been put into a cell, not cold, there's a key, and you're locked in this small confinement against your will. Someone else has deemed it necessary to place you within these cells because of your action. Fly, I was thinking about how emotional incarceration is a little bit different than emotional incarceration. We place our own selves in our emotional cell keys and you lock the door. You can't roam. You can't be free to be your yourself. 
welcome Barry. Barry's on the panel. Welcome to the show. You need to hear this, sis. It's a podcast. We're here to empower, educate, and help women evolve to live their most authentic self. Welcome to the platform. We're just glad to have you here. And I just want to touch base on something that you said because I'm going to disagree with you just a little bit. Remember, when you're born, somebody starts putting the um, expectations on us. We learn to take care of everyone else except for us. So we have all those expectations and restraints and constraints on us already. So if we're living with trauma and resolved trauma because someone else has emotionally incarcerated us, we just continue to add layers. It can look like many different things. It can look like drugs, alcohol, food addiction, sex addiction, addiction, um, being cold to the touch. We talked about this a little bit last week. Not knowing how to receive that physical love. And so therefore, we're just adding layers onto the emotional incarceration that initiated itself when we were little girls. We really did get to the root cause. The root causes tend to fall back to when we were little girls. I agree. I agree. I have little babies in my house now. Now, the three-year-old, you know, in my eyesight, she's in a loving home. But she's learning the way to manipulate at an early age. We have so much power as children. And we tend to learn the ways of our parents instead of learning healthy ways to deal with our anger. Instead of being saying you shouldn't be mad or getting whooped for being mad. Kids deal with all of those emotions. They're developing them. Now they need to pinpoint it to an action. We're capable of putting ourselves, well, when my mommy raises her at three years old to learn what I don't and what I do like. I may have raised my voice, but it didn't have to be in an abusive way. It may have saved that children from touching that stove. I'm just trying to get her to stop touching this hot stove before she burns her hand. We little girls, we take things a whole different spectrum. You raise your voice, that means you hate me. So we have the capability at that age to incarcerate ourselves. At what point do we realize when we started incarcerating ourselves? Right. So the further we dig back, even as going to a period at three years old, okay, you have anger, but I want you to understand how to dispel and display that anger. I don't want you to hold it in and thinking that all oh, because I yelled at you, I don't love you. And then this here, here, this kid growing up, my mother never loved me. My mother that because of what my mother went through and how she reacted to me, I took on the emotion. I incarcerated myself with the thought that my mama didn't love me. Mother didn't imprison myself. She was in her own prison, so she didn't imprison myself. I did that. You know? um, and an emotion is a natural, instinctive state of mind derived from what our own circumstances, our moods, or our relationships with other people. So, um, for example. She was attempting to control her emotions and it sounds like to me that you are a pleaser. So you're trying to just do what was expected to do great. Right, right, and right. You were controlling those emotions, good, but that's learned behavior. Sometimes it's learned within the household. Sometimes it's learned in school or watching shows that kids watch, but it certainly is learned behavior. Um, I, just, I just struggle with you taking on that level of accountability at that young of an age on you incarcerating your own emotions. I get where you're going, but I do struggle with owning that much of the accountability 
a piece of it for yourself. I think as you get older, sure, but when we're little, you don't even know what what incarceration means. You don't even know what. It means. Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, and this is, I'm 53, so I can see that clearly now, but I have a three-year-old in the house, and so that lets me know that she's capable, so what do I do differently, so that she can live her most authentic life now, instead of going through that natural, learnt behaviors that we do, that we talked about in our last episode with generational curses, those generational curses are behaviors. The curse is a behavior that's passed down from generation to generation. Big mama was like this. So her daughters are like this. And then her daughter's daughters are like this. Why? Because it was a behavior that was normal within that dynamic family. Well, about that manipulation that can grow and really sabotage that child. And as we're having this conversation, it's in opening us up to some realities that are kind of harsh. I can see now that I too was a kid that was manipulating. And my manipulating, the parents in the house allowed that to happen as me as a kid, which actually I started self-sabotaging myself. I didn't know this when I was three and four, but I know it today. So now I'm accountable. Because you're doing the work now. But as we're doing this, this podcast, and we're digging a lot deeper because our goal is to help others become more enlightened and empowered and engaged so that they can evolve deeper. And we're seeing things in alternate perspectives. So I, I do want to ask you a question. But here we go. <laughs> question. So think back to triggers. You know, what emotion was most triggered for you back when you got the 10 speeder? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Find what that emotion was at that moment. Mm, that emotion was, I was validated, you know, uh, to be a stepchild in a house. I guess the subpar kid life, because that's the way I felt about myself. But when that 10 speed bike came, all I can remember is jumping up and hugging my stepfather. But let me set the background for you. My household growing up, I knew that he wasn't my father and I was defiant when it was time to go to bed and you say good night if him and my mother were sitting together I say good night to my mama and I wouldn't say it to him and they wanted to teach me discipline so they would make me stand there until I said good night but I was just that stubborn that I wasn't going to say good night to him when I got that 10 speed bike well I could even realize what I was doing I was hugging him so the feeling that I felt at that time was a feeling of acceptance. It felt good. I still see that little orange 10 speed bike, y'all. <laughs> I want to uh, welcome mom, Myrtle, she's on the call. We have Barry, who is just kind of listening in on the conversation. So we just appreciate you being here for this episode. So we're just talking about our topic this week and kind of defining what emotions mean. And then, um, just tapping into some of those emotions she dropped out so anyway so just kind of continue on with that you felt validated yeah yeah that was that was a that was one of those good validations it was something to show me that hey i am a part of this family what about today what's one thing that helps you stay on track what's one emotion that you have to keep in the forefront of your mind in order to continue to grow well, I can't separate my growth from my spirituality. 
without my spirituality, I would have no growth. So that's helped me to work through my self-identity crisis. It's helped me to work through my emotional incarceration um, on what's real and what is a facade about me. It's about what I feel about myself. We're a global platform now, and I'm sure there are many comments and suggestions and things that we said that there's an objective to. You know, uh, someone in the world will object to things that we say, and that's okay. It's valid. I wish like we could hear it because it may even empower us. And that's the point of this podcast. All of us is the connectivity of us sisters to be able to hear this and make the positive impact in our communities. You know, you want to know how we can change the world with the sister in the in the mirror. You know, I've come a long way, but like we said, I know I have so much growing to do. Your Selfish Saturdays activities help me to go back focused on me. We spend 90% of our time focusing on other people throughout the entire week. And that 10% that we focus on ourselves, quite honestly, it's really not focused. Now I say that because we focus on ourselves, that is air quotes. What are we doing? We're taking a shower, we're brushing our teeth, we're getting ready to go to go outside in the world so someone else can appreciate or accept us in our jobs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's really still not about us or mm-hmm. for us so that we can be accepted outside somewhere. So whether that outside is through a computer because you gotta, you know, do your work you're working from home or where you have to go outside the door like I do sometimes to go into the office. That really that ten percent is still not really for me. It's so I can look presentable at work. So mm-hmm. that's the reason why the selfish Saturdays are so critical for me because it's me taking the time for me. It's me so that I can just make sure I'm focused on me in this podcast right now me focusing on our, our listeners, it's focusing on our family who's on the phone, and it's focusing especially on me. And so mm-hmm. we have to recognize that us getting our nails done and doing showers and faces, sometimes that's really not for or about us. We so that we can be physically accepted by other people outside of us. And mm-hmm. it's hard to separate the two. That mm-hmm. It reminds me of when I was a hairstylist, um, when my business started to get better, I started to get more clients and, you know, I was in the shop for long hours. Um, one of the things I didn't do was worry about my hair. And so in doing that, I realized that one person made a comment to me and, you know, it didn't bother me to put a ponytail on and go anywhere. And she said this, she said, Terry, I can see that you're comfortable in your own skin. Uh, not that it's it's a bad thing to dial up to go out, but I don't care who sees me at the grocery store. Not to say that it's bad for anybody else, but I know I had to do that to know that I'm comfortable in my own skin. Fly, we got a comment from Barry and I'm, I, I really want to share this with you. Know, she states that it's a learned behavior, you know, and, and, and we hold our emotions captive in fear of becoming what our parents were. And I also agree with that. You know, I'm, I'm gonna do my children this way. I'm gonna do my children that way. And that fear of becoming them will in, in, incarcerate us to doing things that, you know. We wouldn't otherwise necessarily do. Hey guys, Fargo Together here. 
hope that you're enjoying this episode and if you'd like to hear more or learn more about you need to hear this this podcast or of course the organization that started it all no regular girl org please log on to our website at noregulargirl.org. Karen, I would love to hear from you and get ideas on future topics, um, but continue to enjoy this episode.